Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we're talking about a couple new comics that came out. Uh, I have two comics in my hands as a part of Dawn of X. X X-Force, issue number one, and New Mutants, issue number one. This is the first week where two X-Men titles not only have debuted, but have come out in the same week uh, during this Dawn of X run. So that was extremely exciting. A huge... Negative shout out to all of the websites that thought it was hilarious to post spoilers about X-Force that are not even really that much of a spoilers as the headlines of their article and not necessarily the headlines but uh, just as a heads up to all of you out there if you own a website and you're I, if you own a website and you're, you're looking for clickbait then please disregard what I'm about to tell you because this isn't going to get you the clickbait but if you're an honorable reputable website when you are posting about what something that happens in a comic book, don't make the thumbnail photo the panel from the comic that shows the spoiler. Even though your title doesn't say it's a spoiler, the panel is going to give it away. So that's just a little bit of advice to all of those websites out there that are currently listening to my podcast. Please, guys, come on. I I like being surprised when I read my comics. I don't like worrying Uh, as I'm uh, driving to the comic shop before they open to get my books. And spoilers are already out. I saw this the other day. Someone was complaining about... uh, What was it that they were complaining about? Some other movie... Oh, no, it was about Watchmen. It was uh, the newest episode of Watchmen. Regardless, it was basically like, can people stop posting spoilers about Watchmen on Twitter uh i haven't it's like it hasn't even been 24 hours and i haven't seen this episode so i apologize to all those people that's that's why you should watch it right when it comes out but it is really sad when we live in a society where you have to watch something the minute it comes out because every other human wants to spoil that for everyone else because they want um you know they want their opinions to count the most so with that said i'm gonna start with x-force issue number one because i read this one first because i couldn't contain myself i was i said you know what uh, hell or high water i gotta read this book even though i may know what's going to happen in it thanks to these uh, dumb websites so and honestly it wasn't it was nobody's fault because it was just part of my google news so it was it was in the for you section so it's I mean, honestly it's my fault but uh x-force issue number one this is by benjamin written by benjamin percy with art by joshua Cassara color art by dean white and letters by vc's joe caramagna along with designs by tom muller and the head of x jonathan hickman so this is issue number one hunting ground uh i really liked this issue uh what was interesting is we are now getting into the back half of dawn of x uh the first three titles x-men uh marauders and excalibur those were all issues that i regardless i was planning on getting i had to convince myself to get new mutants x-force and fallen angels so these next three issues and fallen angels comes out next week uh these three issues were sort of the litmus test for me if i really was going to love every single x-men comic and, or, you know, warts and all, if I was still going to continue reading all of them? And the answer, I think, is going to be yes. So uh, I haven't read a lot of what Benjamin Percy's done. I haven't seen a lot of art 
from Joshua Kassara. So this one was a uh, a reach for me, and one of the reasons I was really excited to read it, and I think I mentioned in a prior podcast, was uh, I saw an interview from Benjamin Percy, and he is just has the deepest voice. And he just, he loves what he does and he has so much passion behind what he's doing. I was like, okay, I've got to check this out. And you can tell through this story that he really does have passion for the X-Men and just passion for storytelling in general. So the X-Force, they are essentially the X-Men CIA. And this first issue doesn't really dive, there really isn't that much of an X-Force team yet, which is really interesting. So it opens up with some secret society that all wears masks and they're, uh, they're saying like, oh, before every meeting, we are going to basically be doing blood tests for everyone in the room to prove that everyone is not a mutant. And if you are a mutant, we're going to kill you. Uh, essentially, you know, there are bits and pieces of humanity that are not happy with the status quo as to be expected. But it turns out Domino was among their ranks. And so she is trapped with them. And that's the opener is she gets caught. And so, uh-oh, that's kind of where that where we're left off. So then we get back. We're back on Krakoa. I'll say, like I said, I haven't experienced a lot of Joshua Kassara's art. He reminds me a lot of Jerome Opinia, who did uh, a Hickman book. He did Avengers, uh, Hickman's 2012 Avengers, and I like it. I think it's really good. It's uh, it's grit. It's a it's like part gritty, but also very sort of realistic. But all of overall, like the colors and everything, it's a it's a much darker book. Than you would expect from a tip from these typical x-men books i mean compare comparing this book to marauders literally the only things that they have in common are the graphics the infographics the title page and the fact that kitty pride is in both of these issues other than that they are just so different uh black tom cassidy is in this book and i was looking up what his powers are because right now it seems like he's connected to the land he's connected to krakoa and he is like sensing when birds and and whales and ships are coming near the island and my first thought was i thought cypher was doing this but i guess he's he's another part of it as well uh, but no no less cool like he, he is super cool in this series and then kitty kind of shows up kate kind of shows up with uh with some refugees that they saved and from there we find out some a little bit of backstory that I guess Professor Xavier has an official response to non-treaty nations who aren't agreeing with uh, the the terms that the mutants have set out. Basically, the rule is we're you know we're going to be nice to you, but there may be some punishments. But overall, we're going to try and be friendly. But then the unofficial response is that uh, basically they're going to be going through the black market which I thought was just, I, this is just a really dark and gritty comic, and I, I really like that. It's it's really interesting. So then the rest of the story kind of follows this incident that takes place on Krakoa. And so I haven't mentioned much. As you guys are all aware, I, I, uh, I talk spoilers on all these comics. It's going to be no different here. Nothing I've said so far has been truly a spoiler in terms of uh, um, nothing has happened yet in the book. But from here on out, I will be going in full-depth spoilers. So if you don't want to hear them, uh, now's your time to back out. Come back later. But again, I will explain to you at the end of this why I don't think these are spoilers in the first place. So um, in one way, there are these radicals who are getting onto a plane and are trying to invade Krakoa to just cause destruction because they hate mutants. They hate people who are different than them. And at the same time, Professor Xavier is going to Sokovia to uh i guess sokovia just signed 
what I would assume to be the Sokovia Accords, the Krakoa Accords. Uh, Regardless of what they are, they're agreeing to be a part of, of the mutant nation in a sense. And so Professor Xavier was just going there to celebrate. And there's a weird panel where he's drink he's about to drink some champagne and they focus in on the champagne and I was like, uh oh, are they gonna poison Xavier? But we don't really see that happen. And so then um, these people they uh, they invade, like for some reason I and they make a big point in this issue to kind of talk about how Krakoa has all of these different sensors and scanners and ways of preventing or notifying people that people are coming that are invading. But these guys just jump out of a plane and they're like 60,000 feet in the air skydiving into Krakoa. And people are like, uh-oh, there's people coming. What are they? Someone's like, uh-oh, is that Domino? Domino, are you are you back? Like, why, why is Domino not communicating with us? Uh-oh, I think she might be brainwashed. So these people land. And this was actually kind of scary. And again, this is a parental advisory comic, so it's a little grittier. But these people, they land and immediately just start shooting mutants. Like, tons of them just shooting and killing them and uh they're trying to fight them like black tom cassidy's trying to fight them wolverine and beast are trying to stop them and uh, professor xavier can't seem to get to them because he uh they have some sort of psionic block is what he he describes it and the very end of this issue is um professor xavier it appears that professor xavier is gonna get shot in the head and so this final panel is just a splash sort of page of the helmet with a bullet hole right in the front of the helmet and Professor's hand kind of down. So you don't ever see him get shot in the head, but it's it's assumed to be that he gets shot in the head along with these other mutants. And so I say, and that's, guys, this last panel, this last page, that is what was posted on the internet thumbnail. Like, how rude is that? That just blows my mind that somebody would do that. So I don't think it's a spoiler, though, because... The mutants can't die. Xavier can't die. These they're they're gonna just all get revived. And Hickman made a very clear point that if people and he's, he that he explained that to all of these writing teams that if people are going to choose to kill mutants, they aren't doing so to sell comics. They aren't doing so to um, you know shot for shock value. That at this point. That's the reason that he made it so that mutants can't die, that they'll just get regenerated is because he doesn't want, he said that's lazy storytelling at this point because it's happened so much. At this point, he said if someone dies, it's just a plot device. So I could see that in this, that, you know, them, the the plot device in my eyes, just from this first issue is, okay, and, and Wolverine makes a huge point throughout this issue talking about, you know, everyone here on Krakoa is safe they're happy but at the same time it's turning them soft it's making them forget about everything that they had to go through and and on one end of the spectrum okay that's the point like i'm so sick of them talking about what it is that they've gone through like we get it they've gone through hell let them have their peace but at the same time this is what happens this is what happens when you let your guard down and so they're going to have to figure out really quick what they're going to want to do about this and so like i said i don't think the x-force team truly because uh, uh quentin choir who's on the cover he's not even in this issue 
and neither is is that Psylocke? That can't be Psylocke. It looks like uh, I don't know who that is, but on the front cover. Um, but like Domino's on the front cover too. She was briefly in it, but like she's on the other side. She was brainwashed. So I bet you the team is going to slowly form, and then they're going to go just whoop ass against this this uh, group of people because. Something like even no even the fact that all of those mutants are going to come back from the dead does not negate the fact that somebody just broke through their barriers and killed a ton of people. That is, I mean, that's terrorism. That's a hundred percent terrorism. And so I am really interested to see how this book plays out. I I thought this was a really good book, and I had to I read I had to read it twice because, like I said, it's a darker book. It does not hook, at least for me it doesn't hook you the same way that like the Marauders does or x-men does where they're they're really funny but at the same time just super cool this one is more of a badass book in that sense where like i said it's not those bright colors and whatnot but it overall is still really good i'm really happy that i picked this one up and i can't wait for the next issue the next book is new mutants issue number one and this one is by uh ed brisson and jonathan hickman writers Art by Rod Reese and letters by VCs Travis Lanham, along with design by Tom Muller and, of course, uh, the head of X, Jonathan Hickman himself. So uh, this is New Mutants, the issue one, the Sextant, and this book. And so far, this is probably my least favorite book of all of the X Men books, and it's not. It's not like the biggest deal. It's not a huge problem, but. It, uh, it just, it's a very different book than the other X-Men books. It is almost 100% character driven. And in a $4.99 issue like this, when you're dealing with this new mutants team, there just, there wasn't a lot of action, but at the same time, I still really liked it. Like I still thought it was great for them to just take a moment to develop these characters. And honestly, guys, if you're, if you've been following along with Marvel Unlimited, this was a twofer this week because if you guys remember in Marvel Unlimited, in the most recent issue of Uncanny X-Men, uh, we just had the funeral for Rain. Uh, is her, her name is not? I always want to say that her name is Rain Wilson, but her name is Rain Sinclair, and uh, she is Wolfsbane. And the beginning of this issue, again, spoilers for the whole issue. Beginning of this issue is them bringing her back to life in the, you know, resurrecting her. And it is beautiful. And I, I thought that was so great. I got a huge smile because I had just read her funeral. So I was like, yes, here she is. She's back. And she's just, she, she seems happy. She's super happy. And then we get into, like I said, the, the, the opener. We find out uh, all of the new mutants kind of have a story to tell. And I, again, I, I didn't read a lot of X-Men back in the day, so I'm not as familiar with the new X-Men as some of you, or the new mutants as some of you may be. But I still thought it was thoroughly enjoyable, even being an outsider. There's this, uh, there's a guy who um, I guess can com he like can communicate with plants or with the ground and the earth he was pretty cool obviously cypher's involved and then we've got moon dragon or moon dragon moon star and then roberto who is he was big in hickman's uh, avengers run especially in avengers world i think and avengers itself uh, being a mutant but also being a part of the avengers they made him out to be like he's super rich and all this stuff and so that's kind of carried over into this 
but what happens is kind of all of the new mutants they're they're alive again they're they're together they're having fun there's a great exchange about coffee that i won't spoil that i think is it, it really shows though how um again how great the characterization is but not just that how great iliana rasputin is and how much she loves her coffee but the the issue kind of swirls around the fact that sam cannonball is uh still not here he's out in space and they're like we should go get him and in this brave new world of mutants where you can just walk from one portal to another they the literal next panel he says hey you want to go for uh roberto says want to go for a ride the next panel is them in space i thought that was super cool i was like that's awesome they uh they're not messing around so boom they're in space they're with the star jammers who aren't mutants but have been obviously they're helping out the mutants and so they're going and they're basically he explains to them uh corsair says hey we're going to take you to the shiar outpost it's the closest we're going to get you guys to where he is can't go any closer because obviously you know they're pirates they're they're wanted so they have to keep a low profile they're like understood thanks and uh when they get there hijinks obviously ensue and by the end of this issue we're left with them stranded in space the star jammers uh, abandoned them and for good reason for the star jammers but just you know classic excuse me classic star jammer fashion that they you know abandoned them when the going gets tough but that's that's essentially it that's essentially what happens in this issue and again that's a, it's a 499 issue with a ton of pages so in between those plot points there's just a lot of character work there's a great instance where um where magic is fighting uh what is it hepzibah who is she's fighting or maybe it's raza the um it's he's got like robot arms there's a great sword battle between them where they're sort of training and then there's some great conversation from uh, Corsair, kind of sharing. Uh, there's I, He says, he's like, okay, you guys need to stay on the ship. We're going to go out there. We're going to take care of some business. They're like, can we please come? And he's like, no, no. And um, he says, there's nothing, there's nothing for you outside the ship. What's the worst thing you can imagine? And Rain says, judgy fundamentalists. And then Chamber says, people with four arms. He says, well, do I have bad news for you? And he basically says, these people out here are, uh, they're fundamentalists, like religious uh, extremists. And yeah, they've got four arms. But we find out again that he was lying because he's, they're want, they're like a wanted man and they were here to, here to steal something. They're essentially, I would call them an edgier guardians of the galaxy because they have no intention of guarding the galaxy, but they're still pretty piratey. And um, Rod Reese's art throughout in this is, is incredible. It's it's uh, it's an art that I'm not used to, and I was really nervous about. I really was nervous about it. But after reading this and and going through it a couple times, I am it's growing on me. It's really growing on me, and I'm really happy about that. Uh, and then the very end of this, uh, Roberto almost breaks the fourth wall. So they dump him off. They're like, okay, he says. Uh, and he's um, so he he comes back on the ship. It's only Roberto on the ship. He stayed. He basically was like, guys, we need to stay here. They're like, no, we all they were like, we need to go help these people because they thought that they were helping people. And he's like, what if I just went and got the whiskey and we had some drinks? And they're like, you know what? That sounds good. So he he left to go get the whiskey. And they're like, all right, guys, let's go. And so they all go. They leave Robert. Star Jammers come back, and um, he's like, well, wait a minute. Like we can't just leave the rest of my team there. He's like, oh, there's no we. And two, yes, we can leave them, and we are. And Roberto says, well, why would you do that? What have any of us done to deserve this? 
and throughout again like i said there's all these character beats throughout each of the people you ruined my you ruined you people ruined my plans the angry girl cut off my arm like children i do not and you stole my whiskey actually you lost that fair and square he says he goes and now you've lost a ride and then he kicks him off and so he's like sitting the the last panel here is he's sitting on this thing and he chugs the whiskey and roberto says is this where i save the day and then he looks at you like he breaks the fourth law he says it feels like it doesn't it and i thought that was the coolest thing and then uh roberto's like hey i i know a really good space lawyer like there's a really good space lawyer line in here too so um again when i say and i, and I have to explain myself on this sometimes but like when i say this is my least favorite of all of them so far that's it i'd still probably give this if i could, could probably give this an eight out of ten like it's still worth picking up to check out especially for those of you who are fans of new mutants or fans of the prior iterations of new mutants this is a really cool story and i can tell just based on this first issue that things are going to be going in a very very interesting direction so those are the two to- two comics that i got today guys and uh, i want to do a, a couple bits of a housekeeping for uh, this upcoming month so um next week i'm gone i am out on vacation so i will there will be no podcast on uh, there will be no marvel unlimited monday podcast and there will be no uh wednesday comic podcast i should be back uh, i'll be back by the weekend so there'll probably be something on the weekend and i will most likely do a makeup episode of the uh the monday comics because i'll still have some time to read them and then the following week i no issues there but then i'm i'm out again uh for two weeks in a row so uh holidays are coming up i'm doing some traveling and um i will try to have some episodes prepared in advance uh, especially the monthly comic book club episode which i have just now decided on so as i had stated the um the topic for this month for november i wanted to center around something for like being thankful or uh i said like maybe like black friday so i i I found something and uh to um for those of you who maybe are good at editing i uh, had previously just recorded that i didn't know but i paused i was like what are you doing don't record your podcast saying you don't know just find something so i went through my collection real quick and i found a great one that i think will be perfect in terms of being thankful this is so for for november the comic book club is going to be silver surfer requiem and uh the reason i'm choosing this is so it's silver surfer requiem one through four which is written by j michael straczynski and illustrated by isad ribic uh this is on marvel unlimited and the reason i picked this this is one of my favorite uh one of my favorite silver surfer stories and uh and i have a lot of really good silver surfer stories but this is a silver surfer story it says for untold years norin rad has surfed the galaxy exploring the darkness between stars witnessing the rise and fall of vast civilizations now his ride is about to come to an end it starts with a small spot a blemish that will spread until he is no more until then the silver surfer will undertake his final voyage to the one destination that has always eluded him his journey ends where it began uh it's been a long time since i've read this but i specifically remember this story being all about essentially silver surfer uh knowing that he is going to die 
and he spends his last days going around meeting with people like uh and and all of them obviously are trying to save his life but uh, but the gist is him kind of doing a greatest hits almost of him going around talking to the marvel characters in the marvel universe who've meant the most to him and he kind of expresses his gratitude to them and what they've done for him and so there's a bit of thankfulness in regards to that and 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 by the end of it obviously you know and i won't reveal it right now we've got a whole thing to talk about it on but uh it's just it'll be a good one i think for this one because it's it's silver surfer too and it's esad ribic so come on guys the art's gonna be beautiful so that will be the comic book uh the comic book club for november i'll have that posted at the end of the month and again, those issues will be on Mar- they are on Marvel Unlimited, so feel free to read them now, later, whenever you want. But that is going to do it for us here at Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and enjoy reading these comics. <laughs>